the beat up. Let's go. <laughs> All right. This is the best way to start a podcast. I know, right? Right? Hello, and welcome back to Eat the Damn Cake. I'm Carly. And I'm Maddie. And we have a very special guest with us today. One of Big Night's very own resident DJs, correct? Jake Shore. Jake Shore. Yeah. That's good. I was like president, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Resident DJ kind of like, all, you know, all over the all over the map now. But um, No, aren't you like all over the U.S.? Yeah, we're rocking and rolling. So I like, I basically got signed to Big Night has a talent agency, mm-hmm. which is yeah. like, like management agency within the company, which is, you know, kudos to them. It's just basically, you know, a, a management company that develops artists um, run by, you know, Tim Benito. Yes. Love Tim Benito. Cass Frank, Kathy, yeah. all, all, the, all the players. Um, and the, it's been great. It's been a great experience. And they've definitely, I think this has been a year for me where I've just kind of, they've helped me legitimize myself. And, Hell yeah. and when people start seeing the legitimacy and all the hard work, it just starts. Trust oh, it me. blows up, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's we get good. it. People well have taken our podcast so legitimate because we're signed under a net, like big night. Media. Yeah. yeah. When, yeah. Like, a media company. A media company. Like, whereas I know so many people who have phenomenal podcasts who haven't really gained a lot of it's listeners. Self-run. It's because it's self-run. So, yeah. like, because we had that legitimacy from day one, like, it really, like, it catapulted them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's changed a lot. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people who have paved their way on their own for, like, a Hell majority. Yeah. But I think... It's just the game. At some point, you need kind of that like that outfit to kind of co-sign you, and it just shows that like there's a bigger, more legitimate thing that believes in you, and that mm-hmm. makes other people believe in you. And that's if you know anything about this game, entrepreneurship, or just if you're grinding, you can't be mad at that. It's just the no, way it goes. When, when you get the co-sign here and there, it's like all of a sudden people start coming out of the woodworks. But it's so true. That's how it is. So Very true. Jake Shore, welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. We are so excited to have you. We're so excited to dive into the inside of your life right now. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool because like we were talking before. He has a really cool background. He has a cool story, but I feel like, do a lot of people know that side of your story? Um, You know, it's funny. I I try and, so first of all, no, I don't think so. I I think um, I've had a pretty wild, I guess, expansion of my brand over the just the past six months i mean when i came here to boston i really only had like ten thousand followers on instagram um and like and yeah (laughs) and then now it's like up to like 53 and wow not to drop numbers but like what the point i'm making is growth the the growth has kind of happened so fast that you know i've been out of teaching now for a year and a half um and that's kind of what i first got out there while I was playing house music for my kids, for my students, and it kind of caught fire in the school, and then that kind of blew up on TikTok, but a lot of people now that follow me or that are engaging with me, I don't think they know that side. Great. Um, Yeah, but it's it's, it's a chance for me to remember, like, it's it's important for me to remember that, knowing that, like, I do try and flicker in, you know, that story on my post, or even, even like, I'll post, like, old clips from my classroom, because it blows people's minds. Yeah, because people are like, wait, what? Yeah. That so factor, yeah. let's start from the beginning. Okay. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? How did you get into your first teaching job? Like, let's okay. start from the very beginning. All right. July 19th, 1992. So what sign are you? <laughs> I'm a July, cancer. He's a cancer. cancer. I'm a cancer. And you yeah. are? Very toxic, 31. emotional. <laughs> 31. Uh, yeah, 31 years old. 25 if you, if anybody else asks. Yeah, um, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, but yeah, 90, <laughs> 90, I'm right there with you. Yeah, you know what it is. But we we look we look younger. Young. You guys do look younger. I do play a game on tour with the people. Like usually, there's a lot of young, I was gonna say 26. Okay. Honestly, I was. I'll my, take it. That's my age. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, Child. I mean, I think that's the key, right? Is how you act and how people perceive you mm -hmm. is really what your true age is. So, and I think those go hand in hand, but For sure. yeah, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I love that city. Uh, it's, I've it's, never been. Oh, either. you guys gotta go. I gotta know. go in the summer more than anything, just yeah. because it's, it's such a vibe. Kind of like Boston is here, right? Like people, they're, they're just dragged through a winter and then the summer months come for like two or three months and you gotta make the most Live of it. Live your life, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, so it's at that same vibe, but um, yeah, born and raised in Chicago. Um, I grew up on the north side in Lakeview um, and then moved out to Jefferson Park about halfway through, but um, was really, really blessed with the schooling and education that I, I came about with, I uh, came up with, uh, came up with, sorry. Um, the schooling and education that I came up with was um, immaculate. It was public schools, but um, Alexander Graham Bell was just like a great school. It had an inclusive, uh, very inclusive atmosphere because they That's were one of the only deaf the program. They had the deaf program. Wow. Oh, amazing. Or sorry, a program for children that are hard of hearing. Okay. If we're going to be politically correct. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Which was uh, growing up, you know, obviously I was in a typically developing, you know, setting, but we got included and there was a lot of inclusivity with uh, children that were hard of hearing. Um, so I grew up with that immediately. I also then went to Lane Tech High School, which was a public school, but in Chicago there's like seven selective enrollment schools. So mm -hmm. you have to test to get in those public schools, Okay. which you know, typically by public school, it would just be like your neighborhood school. Yeah, of course. But the beauty of that was it brought people it brought kids from all walks of life and from all different parts of the city to that school. So it was just a melting pot of cultures, of music. Love of that. just It was awesome. I mean, I really do attest who I am and what I do, how I work, my music, everything goes back to that so much. Like I was- To your roots. Yeah, I was just bred with that. I mean, even going back to like my grandfather and my grandma on my mom's side, my mama and papa is what we call them because they're from the South. Um, my grandmother had polio at age seven. Oh my God. And didn't die from it because most God. people died from yeah. it. Yeah. Um, wow. So a she, savage. Yeah. And she basically her whole life, and she, she passed away about seven years ago, but her whole life, thank you, her whole life she wore a brace. Um, and to, to really think, you know, to me, she was just my grandma. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even really think too much of it. I knew she wore a brace and she, you know, kind of had like a, a bit of a limp with her walk. But, yeah. you know, now looking back at it, I think like my grandfather met her with a brace on her mm -hmm. leg. So either, I know, she she was dropped at gorgeous and just had a, a, a brace on her leg, yeah. which, yeah. you know, unfortunately could deter some people from, from even talking to that person, unfortunately. Yeah, And absolutely. my grandfather looked past that, loved her for who she was, mm -hmm. stood by her side for 50 years, and like, that's what I grew up with. Which is just, you know? It's an amazing thing to be exposed to because it makes you inherently accepting of all walks of life and everyone that you come across and you look past anything that, you know, like you said, people could ever Any discriminate sort of judgment. against. Yeah. yeah, there's no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone and it's an accepting space that you're, you know, cultivated. Yeah, like, and I mean, I, I know that's like, it's like, it's one of those things that I think we're all taught or we're all said you should be, but... It really, even if you're taught that, or even if you're preached that throughout school, it really does have to do with the environment that you were brought up in. You yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think uh, one thing my mom always says is like, you know, if you take two kids 
from two different even races or backgrounds to like toddlers and you put them in a room, they're going to play. They don't care, you know, what they look like or where they're from. You know what I mean? But it's the environment that they're eventually brought up in that kind of starts to mold that. And sometimes that can obviously go one way. And in my case, I feel like it molded me to accept being different and kind of walk to the beat of my own drum and, love and love myself out loud, but also love other people for loving themselves out loud. Yes. And that's what, fast forward, is house music is all about. Yeah. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that's what dance music, that's the aura of dance music and the dance music culture. And I think it just all looped in together perfectly. So. I love that so much. But yeah. Um, so I know we were kind of talking about like where this all started. No, I guess. But no, no, that was perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. That cool. was perfect. so good. I know it's. It gives such a good background on your roots and, like and that's who what, you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, from there, did you go to obviously to college yeah. because you went for early ed, early elementary? Yeah, so I went for early or actually element. Sorry, I originally went for sped oh um, because gosh. about when I was 16, 17, my mom asked me, hey, do you want to go to this camp? Uh, we work with children with disabilities. I think it'll be good for your resume. One of my best friend's son's going. I was like. Sure. Uh, you know, I knew that obviously it would be a good look for colleges and whatnot, but, you know, I went that summer and got paired up every, every camp or a counselor gets paired up and they're like 16 year old counselors gets paired up with a, a children with disabilities. Um, and I got paired up with a, a kid named Andrew. He had down syndrome and it was the best week of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, not only the kids were amazing, but just also seeing other people just giving their a week or two of their summer to, you know, give those kids a summer. Yeah. You know, I think it was just so mesmerizing. I came back the next six years. I ended up being like a, oh a cabin gosh. leader. Oh, and like I love that so Turned much. into a, a, a shout out camp sore <laughs> uh, for putting me on a Dr. Nancy Keck for running that. But um, yeah, that led me to go to U of I and go for SPED. I didn't get into the SPED program the first year. You have to apply your first year, which was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to, I love teaching. So let's just elementary education. You applied for your sophomore year. Um, I got into that and yeah, I went to school uh, to be a teacher all the while around like the end of my freshman year, met some people, uh, uh, older guys in my fraternity that were kind of playing around with like a DJ set and I've always loved music. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like, you know, started going over to their house and started to kind of learn. They didn't really know what they were doing, but just naturally started meeting people on campus that were DJing. One thing led to another. I mean, yeah, there's, it's a long road, but fast forward, I got some of the best gigs that you could get on campus. So cool. I really? Util- yeah, I utilized like my fraternity and just that network to kind of expand that. And then that led back over into Chicago after I graduated, grinded in the city scene for a while. Um, while my, you were teaching? Yeah, all while I was teaching. So, and you know, in the early years, I was fresh teacher at 21 years old. Oh my between, gosh. Yeah, between 21 and 20. Six, you I'm know. I'm sure the kids loved you. I know. Oh, they yeah. always love the we, younger, like, teachers. Yeah, especially. yeah. They, that, I loved them, too, man. They were, like, literally, they, they were the reason I got up every day, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, it was hard job, of course, but they, you could, I always thought of, like, teaching is, like, I could go in there and, like, forget about everything and just focus on my kids, especially when I was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other stuff going on. I could just go there and just focus on these 25 little kids oh. that are, like, you know, looking at me to teach them, you know, and it's like you're it, their leader. Exactly. And and <laughs> it, you also got to understand, like a, a child, the power a teacher has oh. to influence a child and influence the students 
is 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 a is a lot of responsibility. And it's a lot of responsibility yeah. for a twenty one year old to have oh as well. God. You know, I know. can't even imagine. Um, Especially one that, like I said, you know, those first couple of years, maybe between 21 and 26, like DJing was still very much like a popularity slash like kind of a cool thing, party thing for me. You know, mm -hmm. it was a way for me to get the attention that I wanted and, and be like intertwined in like a very um, complicated, you know, bar club industry in Chicago. Public quite scene, quite yeah. like there is one here in Boston. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until... You know, and I made my mistakes during that time, you know, because late nights DJing and then early morning teaching, it's, it doesn't always work out as well. Yeah, but, it gotta be. Um, it's movie day. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, I had a really, really great boss, though, as a teacher, and I think she understood that I had two passions, and she understood that I was also a young kid mm -hmm. that still was a baby teaching, you know yeah. what I mean? So she, she definitely... I wouldn't say she gave me any leeway, but she definitely allowed me to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we teach our kids, right? You, you, when you fail, you're actually just learning and growing towards yes. what you're trying to do. So I'd say about the last three years of my teaching tenure, um, that's when I decided, you know what, I want, I want to do something bigger than just be a DJ in Chicago. And I started to look around like, what were the things that are going to get me there? And what are the things that aren't? And for me, one of the biggest things was like the alcohol and yeah, just yep. being around that scene and like so that was a big decision for me because up until that point I, i'd been a recreational drinker mm -hmm. so i stopped drinking um and that was the same moment i picked up ableton which is like a program to make music oh, wow. um fast forward three years later here we are wow. <laughs> so i was gonna ask do you think that the drinking had i mean it doesn't it sounds like recreational drinker it wasn't didn't sound like it was like much more than that but do you think it allowed you when you cut it out to really like see everything so clearly and like focus on your goals and really break down everything granular granularly to like where you want to be projected five year, 10 year, et cetera. Granularly. That's a tough word to say. Granularly. granularly. Um, <laughs> at the heart of it. Yes. The drink taking that away for me, I turned into a machine. Really? I turned into a, just a focused you probably got Machine. better sleep. Got better sleep. I was able to, fo I mean, the pro this is how somebody explained it to me um, a while back. It's all about momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life and what you want to achieve is all about momentum. Uh, there's a lot of other pieces that go into it, but it, the momentum is the biggest thing that I think I gained when I stopped drinking. Um, and, and to be very clear, like it hasn't been black and white. It's been a, it's been a very interesting and um, at times rough kind of road over the past three years. I've definitely dipped back into drinking. Uh, basically, what I've done is like three very long stints of sobriety. Okay. So yeah. over the last three years, I'll go like a year, sometimes a year and a half was my longest. And then like a few months out of the year, I kind of start feeling myself again. Yeah. And then, you know, the first two times I did that, I fell right back on my face and I was like, okay, I got to wake up. Yeah. This last time over the past summer, I started to have a few here in Boston. And again, just kind of realized like, this is not, it, you know where this is going to go. Um, you know, for that matter too, it was like, not only did it give me clarity, was I sleeping better? Was I more focused? The momentum, I didn't have those days, you know, now 30, 31, you drink on a Saturday, you ain't right till, till Mon Wednesday. Yeah, it's yeah. Monday, it's right for you, for, for me it's Wednesday. Like, okay, so Monday I'm like over the physical hangover, but like but really Wednesday, right. And then Thursday comes around and everybody's back and ready to go. And I'm like, yo. So I it's just know, yeah, I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do, and like at some point too, 
for the mere fact that like, yo, the hangover is so bad. Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. It's Why not am worth I doing it. it? No, yeah. it's not. But the momentum thing was huge for me because like I said, my friend explained it to me. Like when you're drinking, it's like momentum's up towards the end of the week and then it's back down because you drank. Yeah. 100%. Versus me having some really, really long stints of sobriety and not drinking. It's just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. And if you add like, you know, I've had people hit me up and they're like, dude, how are you putting out so much content? How are you doing it at the pace you're doing it and I, like that's a huge factor it's not the only one i've learned and it's also important for me to not make my identity or not like put my success on that foundation of oh it's because i'm just I'm, i don't drink there's a lot of other things that go into it oh 100 percent. it also puts a lot of pressure to not drink then yeah you know? so when you like when you're sitting there and you're like okay am i like in five years sitting around like want a glass of whiskey with my dad you know what i mean whatever it is i have had those thoughts yeah yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's also i think sometimes when people hear the word sobriety then they feel like weird they're like oh can i drink in front of you yeah. like is that an issue especially in the yeah. scene you were in yeah which is like a very like alcohol centric scene like everything yeah. is revolved around it so that's what i was going to ask like when you're in that scene, do you feel comfortable completely like just being your fun self and like not needing a drink? Or when you got to Boston, bunch of new people, new scene, like I know some sometimes people feel like it's a social crutch almost. I've heard a lot mm -hmm. of people, you know, that struggle with, you know, they, they don't struggle with alcohol. They want to be sober, but then they're like, oh, like I get anxious. I mean, I've done it anxious. too. Yeah. I can't even say like I've done it too. I I go out and I'm not gonna drink, no plan, and then I'm like one glass of wine's not gonna hurt. Yeah. Maybe two. You know it's what tricky. I mean? I've dealt with all of that. I've dealt yeah. with every scenario we just like tapped into. And I think first and foremost, I'll say like surprisingly enough, I have never felt pressured or put in the position of like feeling uncomfortable because I chose not to drink. Love it. Right. Most people, I'd say 99%, honestly, 99% of people, when I say the words, I'm not drinking or I don't drink, it honestly brings up more of like a deep conversation then. Oh, and what people that look inward. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what, it, well, that's what it tells me is actually people want to know what's that like more so not for me, but for them. They're curious. Yeah. And um, I think that's even been a term now, right? Sober curious. Yes. And that's like, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think that's, you know, there's such a big stigma and in, in build around like how you can have fun. I mean, ever, About, ever yeah. since I, we were kids, like especially going to a Big Ten school, I mean, we used to wake up at 7 a.m. and start drinking yeah. for the games. Like, we went to UMass Amherst. We, yes, yeah. exactly. You yeah. know, so I think besides that, though, it's like. I, I really haven't felt the pressure and I always have a few in my back pocket just in case anybody does, you know, pressure me. And I think I think I remember to myself is like, yo, like, what does me not drinking have anything to do with your good oh time? Oh, my God. It's so annoying. Right. Yeah. And that, that would usually I think I use that one time and the person had nothing to say. And it also just then makes that person look very weird that like you're, yeah. <laughs> you can't be comfortable with yourself if I don't drink. That's that's kind of weird, man. Well, it almost feels like okay, that's when you really need to look inward. Like if you feel like you're affected that, you know, too much attention on you drinking is going to be, yeah. you know, skewed by someone not drinking. It's like, well, also yeah. people never like the next morning, like when you wake up and you're sober and you remember the whole night, no one's ever like, you had too good of a time being sober. And like you did no. this, like you're never piecing the night together. Yeah. But when you have a couple too many or you black out the next morning. If you're the annoying drunk one, 
everyone's gonna remember yep. well and you know what yeah. i mean it's like that anxiety like that's i remember the worst too it's it's, it, it's like even if you remember everything you're still like oh fuck, was, was i, I like was i annoying did i say something i didn't want to say yep, it's like the your worst. mental clarity when you're sober at a big event too and also like i'm sure do you feel like you perform even better when you're just fully mentally clear yeah so i guess that's the other side of it that we that you kind of mentioned uh briefly now like when i came to boston to me the stakes are so high now yeah not the pressure but the stakes yeah. and what i've built is so high and so large and there's multiple people now that are working that are involved in this now it's not just me anymore yeah i owe it to them and myself to be the best i can be and for any other job you don't drink on a job so yeah, I mean, and yes, so really, my, yeah. my sets are so much more elite when I'm sober. Yeah, I, I personally, I mean, of course, I don't get nervous like that. Like yeah. I get nervous because I know I gotta crush it in mm. that sense. But I don't get nervous like, oh, there's a, I'm totally cool in front of ten thousand people. I don't care. That's I, I, awesome. You know I, mean? I rise. I rise. <laughs> I think I, I rise to those occasions. There's two types of people, right? That would fold, or you rise, and like I've consistently rose to those occasions. And while some people are like, oh, well, yeah, I just have one to take the edge off, um, which I have. You know, what I mean, like I said, I'm not sitting here and saying that like there's a right or wrong. There's way. a and that's the thing. People, they hear sobriety. They assume you're sober or yep. you're you, you can never drink again. No. Or and, you look at someone that isn't and you're like, come on. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's like it sucks because like everybody's path is very is different. different. And I think all, all we really want is like you should want for the other person is are you mentally physically emotionally happy with mm -hmm. where you're at and what you're doing or is it being a detriment to you because yeah at the end of the day i feel like that's what we should want for each other and not Absolutely. really nitpick about like so how long have you been sober well uh, well i thought you were drinking like three months ago so you're not really sober like well what does that mean yeah, like, you know? why are you why do you care it's that too you know <laughs> like, that too like so, my journey is my journey your exactly. journey is yours and, and at like, the end of the day you're gonna do what's best for you right yeah. and that's why i don't i don't talk about it as i think because that's the thing i've learned too i've learned about my triggers and i learned about how not to put so much pressure on myself with it, which, mm -hmm. so I don't usually talk about it on social media and I don't usually talk about it on like over media, but I think when I do talk about it, that's why I keep reiterating that this is my journey. Yep. And it's not black and white. And I can say that over the past three years, there's been, you know, probably one or two months out of every year where I fell back into drinking, you know what I mean? And like, it's just, to me, if you look at it as like a score, I'm kicking its ass. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at it. It's like I'm 100%. winning the yes. whole the battle, right? So I also think it makes a perfect full circle moment for like not that you drinking is any sense of failure, but it, it just every single time you might like fall back into it, it helps you learn and grow in yes. a different way, I'm sure, every time. Yeah. Because every time is probably a little bit different. And every time you might learn something new about yourself. And that's why I think when sobriety gets brought up, like you said, it's not so black and white right like no. you go you go you know sober for a year or a year and a half and then you might have a drink and you might have like a couple times where you're like okay i've learned something new about myself that i didn't know the last time i went sober yeah, yeah. And, every time every, yeah. i think the last couple times you know after the first time i went sober from alcohol for like a year and a half which is probably the longest time i've ever done and then when That's i went impressive yeah it, it, i mean it definitely especially sprung, in your industry yeah it's uh, yeah it's definitely not easy but like i said i know my triggers too like i definitely have to have something in my hand mm -hmm. if i'm going to a bar now like with my girl or like with some friends like 
really going to a bar for me is like eating. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I need to go to a bar and eat. Me and too. then maybe I'll hang around for a couple and then I need to get out of there because I just can't be there that long. At, at some point, it's like, what is there to do? So time management's a huge thing for me, especially yep. on the road too. Like I can't get to a venue too early. If I'm sitting around, you know, it's like, well, what else am I going to do? Like, yeah. it, it sounds silly, but it's like, no. what else It doesn't am I sound do? silly well, Why is there a bar? Like, uh, people go yeah. to bars to drink, which exactly. is fine, and exactly. like, people do that, but if you're there, you know, you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> I can only eat so much. And then, when like, I was in Arizona recently, there was a bar down the street that opened at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. bar? I'm going to Arizona. <laughs> Don't tell me. It. Don't tell me. It. It's in Scottsdale. Oh, I'm but, going to Scottsdale too. Well, yeah. but it's that outside of Old Town. It's like a little bit on the outskirts. Yeah. But there's a bar that I walked by every morning to go get Starbucks, and there were people sitting out there with a shot of whiskey, a beer, and a cigarette, and just like going for it. And like you can tell that's their routine. Yeah. And I'm like, no hate or shade, whatever. That's your routine. Yeah. But like, oh my gosh, 6 a.m. I can't even imagine. I think, I think it's important to, to also say, I've had some fun times drinking alcohol. Yeah. And yeah. drinking alcohol early in the morning. Like those day drinking days, whoo, those are my favorite. You yeah. get up, you're at the you're with the boys at eleven AM, yeah. college football, yeah. you know. It does it is fun. But over time, it's really only fun marginally. And for me, it just seems like, God damn, if there wasn't that all the problems that I deal with seem to always, that's the common denominator. Yeah. I lose my wallet. I say something I shouldn't have said. Uh, I, you know, um, get in a car accident. Yeah. Even worse. I can go down the list of things that yeah. like seem to always happen when, and it just always surrounded around drinking. Yeah. So and it's like at that point, it's like, hello. You're like, so, just take mm. it out and things get better. Yeah. And not everything's better. My life oh. isn't perfect, but I'm in control. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's the other piece for me is like, I'm in complete control of how things you know, could pan out yeah. as much as I can be. Cause even when you're in control, you can't be in control of everything. But, no. Yeah. yeah. And but you said that exercise and working out has been a huge impact now yeah. in your life. Like, and especially in your sobriety. Yeah. Um, because that's something that you look forward to. Your mind is constantly running. Always. And you're able that. to shut it off for that hour that you're working out. I'm like crazy stimulated right now. I'm like back and forth between, I got yeah. a camera here. I'm like looking at Hurley, like seeing what he's like. And that's just, yeah, that's how I am. I think, yeah. well, I, I think that's the other that's thing. That's what makes you a good DJ too though, because you're very aware of your surroundings. Yeah, for, I think it definitely helps. I think in general, like people, and if this has been talked about more and more, I feel like, but ta really tapping in with, your mind and how it works and being really introspective about like what's going on is a great way to prolong any mental health issues because just like people pray and just like people meditate, I mean, I, I, I meditate, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I take meditation in a lot of different forms. Like for me, meditation is a long walk with no phone. And, and just walking, just like, I mean, I love walking around Boston. I love oh, it. I'll just, best. me and Kimmy will just walk and we've walked far. I mean, we walked to Back Bay like once every few weeks from, from Seaport. So that's a, yeah, that's a long walk. I love it. But that's I love perfect. It. But because yeah. I realize my, my brain, and this is what I've come to notice is like, some people may be addicted to alcohol physically. I have an, not, I don't, yeah, I would call it an addiction in some forms to alcohol because of what it does for me mentally. It's one of those things that finally there's something that just shuts that 
motor in my brain off and I don't have to think. And just like anything, when it's running and running, it needs a break, right? So that's one quick way to do it, but unfortunately it's not a sustainable way to do it. No. Whereas like working out now has become, especially the CrossFits, because I had to change something up. I was working out on my own and then when you go to a Connor Murphy class, and your brain shuts off. Yeah, yeah. Your brain, <laughs> shout, shout out the beauty, Connor though. Murphy. Yeah. Shout out Connor Murphy. That's the beauty of it, though, and that's what I realized. For those, and sometimes the workouts are ten minutes long, but for those ten minutes, I am not thinking about anything. But God, but get me through this finish. Yeah. Um, and I think that is such a test. Like that is how you. That's a, that's a small microcosm of how life works. You have to put yourself through really uncomfortable situations to not only figure out what you're made out of but to learn from those situations. Just like the times I've gone back into drinking, mm -hmm. I've learned something about myself every single time. Right. Just like the, there's been moments when I've messed up as a teacher. There's been moments when I messed yeah. up as a DJ. You know, and it, it, it's how you learn and grow from those moments that ends up dialing you in. And yeah. that's what I'm all about right now is how can I continue to dial in, which is a very you know popular saying right now. I love yeah. it. It's all about dialing in. It's an in. opportunity. Yeah, yeah I also, to dial it all in. I think, I say this, it's funny that you said that because I always say there's no growth without discomfort yep. in every single one of my classes I teach because sometimes people are so scared of being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think even in this, like you can take a look at that physically, emotionally, mentally, politically yep. in this day and age, like everything. everything, if you're not a little bit uncomfortable, there's not going to be any growth nope. because if you're not a little bit of scared, like of what you're doing in the sense of like, Oh shit, like this is new for me. Yeah. How are you ever going to learn? Yeah. Just and like, it's not always this new thing is supposed to, you're supposed to do it that way or it's supposed to attract you. Sometimes that uncomfortability detracts you. And yeah. that's also helpful because it tells us like, okay, I don't like this exactly, or I do like this. And like that also breeds, change in all yeah like you said all facets of our life especially political change you yeah. know what i mean and like and then you know when it comes to anything of that realm musical change anything in life like without that uncomfortability or without something like a little odd yeah it doesn't move the needle at all no and not a at lot all of people but i mean can you blame us as humans we want to be comfortable oh my god right? oh my gosh yeah. i, I want to just like lay up on, on, a, on a saturday all day and i have you know like it just sometimes eat. you need that and, yeah and sometimes you do need that and i think that's one thing to like i know you know what you guys preach here you know i'm about putting in work and and really putting in that work but at the same time if you feel like you want to just like have a day have a day. Don't have a day, but you know, just maybe, you know. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. We always yeah. say that's balance, yeah, for sure. 80 20, right? 80 20. Some of the time, yeah. you go for it and do the damn thing and you work and work and work. Yeah. But Carly and I were talking about like right now, where I, how many jobs are you working right now? Five. Five. I'm on three. Like we're, we're in that grind mindset, which is amazing. But sometimes you're like, okay, there's going to be a day soon where I book nothing. And I sit mm -hmm. and I just kind of do what I want to yep. do because it's not we we never want people to think like, oh, we're burnt out. We dislike our jobs. Mm -hmm. We love what we do. Yeah. And I'm sure you love what you do. But there are those days where you sit there and you're like, so my mind has been spinning for other people for the past 30 days yep. in a row. I need a day where it spins for me. Yeah. And I and I t look inward and I'm like, what does Maddie need today? Like this upcoming Sunday, I have nothing planned and I can't wait. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to rot that's, on the couch. That's, that's 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I li this is so on, br like, on brand for me right now. Yeah. On par with like, literally I just had this kind of, you know, I've also learned like, 
I go through creative blocks and burnouts or whatever, Same. you know, everybody does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is there's the best way to get out of a burnout is to accept the burnout and to, yes. and, and to kind of just lean into it a little bit. And I just kind of went through this recently and I, I, I love my big night team because, oh, yeah. you know, some sometimes, you know, people put more pressure on you, but you can't do that. They understand that it comes in waves. And and so for me recently, I, I asked myself, like, what's missing from like my life that also has nothing to do with work. And one of the big things for me was I used to drive 45 minutes to and from my school every day when I t when I taught. And I was either listening to new music, yeah. so that inspired me to make a new sound, or I was on the phone with people. And I was talking to people. Favorite. Yeah, and, and people don't do that enough. And so la last two weeks, I've made it a point to call a family member, call a friend, and then call like, somebody random that like is either like an old friend or what it's like somebody like out of the blue Who's gonna inspire you, you that you haven't maybe spoken to yeah, in a and, while. and try not to talk about like they ask me like yo how's the d like he looks great and i like immediately say no how are you like yeah. i want to like let's i'm gonna try and get away from work for a little bit because i think just like if i drank every single day mm -hmm. when you work and you engulf yourself in work every single day and even your whole friendship group come becomes work becomes every, yeah it's you, what you're doing is you're again building your whole identity around something that honestly could be gone tomorrow. Well, that's a and huge And then the alcohol thing. comes back well, in. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. the thing too. I think, you know, I I forget who I was watching. I I saw someone on social media talking about you know, you are not your career. Mm -hmm. You are not your job. You are who you want to be outside of it yep. and it's a part of you but you can't create your whole identity around it because then like you said if it's gone what are you going to do exactly you fall into this deep hole of like well, and we talked about identity deaths on the podcast not yeah. long ago and and now like a man is that like, back is that like ego death <laughs> yeah kind of like so carly and i were both collegiate swimmers okay. and that was a huge part of our identity probably for really your life time. Yep. yeah yep. it was our, I mean, our whole time job mm -hmm. um Carly got injured her sophomore year and unfortunately could no longer swim. I got injured in my junior year. I continued to swim, but was never as good. And just, you know, once like a part of you dies yeah. when yep. you have to accept that, like yes. you cannot do this any, like my sophomore year, all of a sudden I was like, who am I without swimming? I've done it the last 12 years of my life. Yeah. Like all of a sudden I have nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's scary to think about because you know, like I said, God forbid, knock on wood, right. something could happen. And I can't DJ anymore. Yeah, I mean, of course, this is the safety net I brought. I built myself, right? I Correct. can always go back to teaching, yeah. and I and I love teaching, and I and I know that I'm good at teaching. But like, Correct. yeah, for the fact of like, I've built this thing. My identity is attached to it. That yes, it is. It's scary to think that like you don't want to do that too much. No, like, and that's why things like eventually becoming a husband and eventually becoming a dad, yeah. and like those things like are, are so important still to me as well, because those are, those will be there after DJing's Forever, yeah. gone, you know? And I think, exactly. and it's hard too when the life that we are in right now is so fast <sighs> and so sped up and you only see highlights of people. Highlight it's, reels, baby. It's been important for me to not make my whole social media about DJing. And that's something I, you know, also on top of being signed to the Big Night team, I also work as a basically a social media consultant for the, the other artists on the team. That's awesome. And that's one thing I've been really trying to preach to we them. We should consult, yeah. 
Yeah. Social media is help. <laughs> not good. We're going to make it work. I mean, uh, first of all, let me just stop right here and say this has already been a vibe. Like, you oh. guys are so easy to talk to. Oh, my God. So thank you. Like, I was just thinking about it. Just like, to take a break for a second. Like, for real, you guys are really easy to talk to, and this has been so easy already. So, um, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm having a good time. But um, So are we. You crush it. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's important, like, that's the the when I started to click on social media was when it's it, it kind of like about two years ago when TikTok came around and it switched from stop showing how perfect your life is and we want to see like what the hell do you go through or like what do you do every day and yeah. I think that's why me having me at my teacher's desk with just like the background of me being a teacher and then hearing the kids react to me playing music so cool. I think that I was like, like I saw that on I did you for sure, sure did like yeah, I yeah. Think so many did you go I, I very viral yeah, yeah, yeah oh my god yeah, yeah that's me yeah oh. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> a lot of I people do like, that too they're like wait that's you but that's what I mean yeah people don't realize that yeah. that's the same dude and I've just been grinding the whole time so like damn it for me not connecting that better but either way that's no, okay um, it's kind of awesome though but that, but that's the thing. You can't take that away from me. It's always there. So it's important for me to continue to share that. And like most recently, I did a very different style of content that I never really do where I just kind of set up the camera in my living room. And I talked about this idea that I used to do with my students called Glows and Grows, where every Monday we'd sit around a circle and they'd share the highlights of their week and the, things, the things they want to get better at. Yeah. But like what I realized is why am I not practicing that? And why am I not sharing? Because when you share the things that make you happy and the successes, but also the things you struggle with with other people, that's valuable to other people because they also then they connect with you yep. and they also realize like, damn, if he's going through that, maybe I shouldn't worry so much about what I'm going through. Like, it's just it's how we connect, you know? Yeah. And so I sat there for four minutes and I talked about all my glows and grows and I was so nervous to post it and I posted it and I got so much great feedback. Yeah, I love And that. people were like, yo, Thank you for sharing this because a lot of the time, especially as DJs, we share like that big moment at our shows mm -hmm. or we share and like nobody sees all the in-betweens. Nobody sees all the the hundreds of tracks that will never see the day of light because they suck, you know, <laughs> or. Um, but you needed to make those to make the good. Exactly. Track, you yeah. know what I mean? The, the places I used to play. I used to play. I mean, I love the place. Stretch Bar Grill, Stretch Bar and Grill in Wrigley Field. Hell yeah. Oh. I used I love it. It is, but it like you know, humble beginnings, baby. Humble beginnings. I played. It was like it's like a dive bar. It's yep. it's longer Love than it is that. wide. Oh, yeah. I was in the middle of the bar, right across from the bathrooms. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Sounds like tunnel bar. Yeah, fifty dollars <laughs> for like five hours. Yeah. Oh my god. Wildest request. The drunkest people. Yeah. But you know what? I go back there and like they'll so like I've been back there over uh, I think in the fall earlier in the fall or over the summer I went and there was one of the dudes who'd been there the whole time he's I think he's a like a bar back or something and he it. remembers me yeah. and I remember him and I showed him one of the videos of, of what I'm playing now and it blows his mind you know what well, I mean well also think about like at that moment in time you were just so happy to be DJing. That was a stepping stone to where yeah. you are now. Like, say for now you had to go back to a dive bar. At one point in time, you would do anything to be playing to anyone. That's something that I also, it's we, me and my buddy, I have a lot of producer friends and DJ friends because I do like to surround myself with other people too that, that are doing the same course, thing yeah. and inspire me. But also just to talk to. And one of the Bounce things I talk, ideas, I, yeah. I, I talk to um, a friend of mine named Sherm. He kind of runs a podcast too in Chicago, more more music geared, but he's, he's one of my favorite people. He's just a great guy. And we've had a similar track, you know, especially coming up in the Chicago scene. And, um, you know, one thing we always talk to each other about 
is stopping and smelling the roses. Yep. Because that rose that was once a dive bar may not be a rose anymore, but that just means every I've learned everything's so relative. Mm-hmm. Because like Diplo just put has been putting my music on his radio show like for the past couple months which is Hell like yes. yeah it's crazy and don't get me wrong like i freaked out fisher just played my song hectic fisher which, i which love him freaked out right but like <laughs> then i you know now diplo's put his song on, on my um put my newest song on his radio station and don't get me wrong i love it i'm so happy about it but it's never as good as that first time right mm-hmm. and so but but what it also reminds me is like yo you need to stop. This is a huge rose to smell, though. Like, this is something you need to stop and, like, realize. Like, you're doing something that you that was nothing three years ago. They, I, didn't, I didn't even have a song three years ago. I didn't yeah. even know how to produce a, a kick drum, let alone yeah. a whole song. So, yeah, it's like, um, it's, it's cool. important to stop and smell the roses. Same for you guys, too. Like, from going to Collegiate Swimmers to having the dope podcast to just being the people you are, working five jobs. Like, yeah. it, it may it's be cool hard to glimmer. stop and smell those roses, but, like... You get to you get to have five jobs. Yeah, like not you 100%. have five jobs, but you get to have five jobs. Well, and I think that little switch too on saying things huge. is huge, and I mean, all of them impact me in a different way. Like yeah. we actually just started a job at Freemium High School, which is our okay. high school that we went we, to. Oh, sweet. We and we're we're the strength and conditioning coaches for all the sports teams there. Oh, that's cool. I love working with high schoolers. It's so fulfilling and it's a different demographic than we've ever worked with. And I literally love it. I look forward to it every day. We go two to five every day and we like work with all the different teams and Uh, like, that's good. Yeah. I think why you probably love it. And I think this is a very pivotal part in everybody's trajectory. You somewhere, it could be because, you know, you got the female side of things that's automatically a little bit more nurturing, a little bit more motherly maybe. But I mean, I'm a male and I, it's the mentorship. It's like, yeah. it's like, yes. it's like developing people that you see a little bit of you in them. And like, that's how also things move along. I've noticed some of the biggest and best people at what they do, they eventually have taken somebody else in their wing or they've given back in some form. And I think that is like one of the most pivotal points of anybody's success story is 100%. how have you given back in some way, shape or form? So kudos to you for doing that. Like that's huge. It's amazing. Yeah. I think yeah. too, like you said, when you stop and you smell the roses, I think you can do that with your job. You can do that just like in life. Like Nick and I always, Nick's my fiance. Yeah. We always joke about like, we live in a tiny little apartment and I'm like, we have a roof over our head that we can afford we have cars that get us from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. When Carly and I teach, we always say like how grateful we should be to be able to move our bodies. Like we to can't, breathe. yeah, like yeah. To, we can't take any of the things that we're doing for granted because the minute we do, you lose sight of why you're doing it. Yes, yeah. And you know, I think there's so much to be said about you know always having those goals and those five year, those ten year goals of like this is where I want to be, but also just stopping and sitting and where you're at. I was just about to ask him his goals for oh, one year, five year, ten year. No, cool. which is it is. I I sometimes I love that question, but sometimes I hate it because I'm yeah. like I'm so focused right now on day to day on my day to day of just like not surviving brick but just, by brick. Yeah, yeah just like getting through the grind and like enjoying the way the path that i'm going on and i'm like if you ask me where i'm gonna be a year from now i have no fucking clue yeah i think the whole smell of roses thing really came up too now that i'm thinking back on it was because we me and my friend sherman i'm sure a lot of us including you guys we have that it's it's the thing that pushes us forward so it's a strength but it's also can be a flaw is the idea of 
what's next? Mm -hmm. Now what? Okay, I did that, yeah. but what's next? What's the next accomplishment? What's the next milestone? Yeah. What's the next thing? Because, which is hard. It's a lot of pressure on yourself, but it keeps me going. But at the For same sure. time, sometimes I get so caught up in that that I don't stop, you know? And I don't just say like, yo, look at what I've done. You gotta put your, like, you know, you gotta give yourself a pat on the back sometimes. Because yeah. as much as we want other people as entrepreneurs, as like, you know, as much as you want other people to be like, look at you fucking go, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna get that that often. Like you no. do and you don't. Like sometimes, like I just remember I jokingly said this, like I got a, a new fitness job, but Carly and I have our own business and it's been running for three years and we built it from the ground up on our own. So good for you. Thank you. But people got more excited about like this new job that I got then I was like, why aren't you noticing the other shit that I'm doing behind? You know what I mean? Not that yeah. I need that praise, but you're like, I, I've been doing this though for so much longer, like full time, full time. Yeah. Like I, I, I've had a job yeah. that I love and I'm proud of. So it's just like, as much as you want other people to like be proud of you, the only person that should matter if you're proud is yourself. Like if you're proud of yourself, then you're doing something. The only right. person you need to impress is yourself. Yep. And that's something my mom, you know, She's taken the whole sobriety thing. Obviously, she feels like a, it, it weighs on her because yeah. she feels like maybe she could have done something differently. And, you know, moms, right? No. Yeah, moms are but, like, it's my fault. But one thing, <laughs> one thing she said is, why do you need to go? Why do you need to go drink and be and get drunk? Who you impress? The only person you need to impress at the end of the day is yourself. So if you can wake up the next morning, look at yourself in the mirror and say that you're impressed with yourself. That's what you should be chasing not the feeling or the attention you get or whatever from drinking alcohol. You know what I mean? So like right. it, re it really hit me. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's easy for me to understand that concept, but I think it's hard for some people to oh, understand that concept. Oh my God. Because 100%. they're just so engulfed in what is somebody else going to think about me? When in actuality, you are the only person that you need to impress. 100%. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's easy to say, but hard to, oh, to well, live, I also you know? feel so many people, on social media who have like personalities go just based off other people's opinions. I don't know if they actually even know themselves or love themselves or anything, yeah, but they're just be. putting out whatever they think and everybody else wants to see from yeah. them and stuff like that. So it's so important to just stay true to you because that's when people love you the most. If you're your authentic people can self, see it. they oh. can see it yeah. and they can see right through when you're not being authentic. Yeah. One, front. one yeah. thing I pride myself on too. And, and you know, I just had a, had a pretty cool conversation with uh, a DJ. I'm not gonna name his name, but just a DJ that like I've been looking up to. He's they've had a lot of success in the game, and he Facetimed me yesterday, uh, kind of out of the blue. Um, we'd been going back and forth on DMs, and then I gave him my number. And next thing you know, he's Facetiming me, I which I was that. like wild. It's the but, best. You know, I just had a recent post on Thousand and One Tracklist, which is a very very big kind of database. Um, it's, it's very reputable in the music scene, especially on the house music side. So if you get posted by them. It's, it's kind of a big, big. tip of the cap, right? Yeah. Right. Um, which I've been looking for specifically for my, because it was all my own like IDs. I did like a yeah. skate park video at um, Lynch Skate Park, right, Hurley? It's like a really cool skate park in Boston underneath the bridge. I did like a whole mix, like live mix, and it was all my own music. And I they, saw you posting about that. Right, and they featured it, which so is cool, cool. But it brought a lot of good eyes, and that led to me talking to this DJ, and the DJ was telling me, he was like, you know, I've seen a lot of people come across my screen. I scour this internet all the time for like new and upcoming talent. I've seen a lot of people who dance behind the DJ decks and a lot of people who get flack for it. But there's something about what you are pushing out. You can tell 
that you've been doing this your entire life. The way you dance and the way that yeah. you are, you've been that's how you've been since you were a little kid. And that's something, you know, it's funny, I tell my best friends, we've been on social media taking videos of ourselves and being goofy and just being loving ourselves out loud. That's all we've ever done. Yeah. And I feel like now people are just starting to catch on, which is perfect, though. I you know, love I'll, I'll that. Take it. So it's like, Ugh. that's the best compliment you could have gotten. Yeah, because it bleeds through, though. It yes. really does. People know, like, I'm not faking this at all. Like, mm -mm. No. I really have dropped everything in my life to make this work and push it out, just like you guys have dropped things in your life to make what you want work. And, Absolutely. like, the authenticity in this room, like, I feel it. That's why. I, like immediately, I was like, "Yo, I need to get on a conversation with these girls." Cause uh, you can oh, just feel. That you guys, makes you me guys, so happy. Well, you guys love what you do. We do. And, like, it bleeds through, and I think that's what people, humans in general, are craving on social media more than anything. And I yeah. think, and then like, you gotta remember where if you're a leading person in social media and pushing it, everybody else, ninety-five percent of the of the world, is probably like a year or two behind. So yeah. now I think people are finally just catching up to like the TikTok algorithm of things where it's okay to just whip out your phone and, and film something random. It doesn't yeah. have to be this whole produced thing anymore. No, 100%. just be raw and real and yeah. so like yourself. I do have a, like the goal question for okay. you. One year, five years. We don't have to do 10 year unless you ten know. So in ten far. I got some ideas. Okay, okay so like, one year, five year, 10 it. year. Um, Speak it into fruition. It's Manifest always, it. I think the hardest one is one year because yeah. I realized that your life can change drastically in one year. I mean, yeah. a year and a half ago, I was still teaching students. So oh I was still teaching third graders, crazy. which is wild, you know? <laughs> but um, I think within a year, I would like to be full-fledged, traveling the world, have my hit single that springs me into a bunch of different opportunities, not just with music. Yep. Um, eventually, I'm looking to get into podcasting looking to get into you know hollywood is kind of wild as that to, is that no, to but say you, but that's not yeah i mean i i think i think there's more than just djing is definitely going to be my platform that i spring from yeah but i'm a real big marky mark fan and like i miss <laughs> i miss meeting him the other day he was in boston at like a meet and greet thing at moxie's yeah i know yeah, so i live at the, i live i live in the building ab above that drinks after work was there yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um what he's done with his career and like, I'm also a big WWE fans, so like The Rock, what he's done with oh. his career, how he's kind of like used his first thing to springboard him. And that Leveraged, wasn't even his first yeah. thing. So I think one year from now, I definitely like to be traveling the world, hitting the festival circuit. Hopefully yes. have that one big Coachella. Yeah, one big track. Burning Man. Burning Man, Coachella, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Like that would be a dream oh for me. God, yeah, that would be so um, cool to be back home and doing that. It'd be nuts. Uh, and John Summit just did that recently. You know, I he, he went love back. Him. Yeah, he, he went back and, and did you know, Lollapalooza. And like, I know what that meant to him and that's that's some that's a dream of mine and honestly i think i don't think it's that far away i think it's pretty attainable in a year i, I mean with, so with the team i have here and people like you guys in a corner so it's it's definitely attainable five years from now um still want to be you know a force in the house music scene and dance music scene for sure i want to have worked with some cross genres yeah people in country people in pop people love in hip-hop especially some 90 old 90s hip-hop like heads i would love to oh. work with people um but also in that five-year track, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to be a dad so bad. Oh my I god, you would be. You're, yeah. you're gonna be such a good dad. Oh my gosh, I yeah. Be a dad I so mean, bad. you like children. You're like. Yeah. You, it's. I've been. I've practiced for eight years, basically teaching yeah. kids. Oh, hell, you know? Yeah. You're like so, I'm primed and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's gonna be a huge, huge piece of my life that I I, I'm it. so excited for. And um, you know, ten years from now, I think, just being comfortable. 
maybe not feeling like I have to be in the scene so much, yeah. taking on a mentor or leadership role, maybe starting my own label, maybe starting my own management company yeah. or agency. Yeah. You know, um, Being able to just like take a step back and view it from a bigger, wider lens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really think about, you know, I, I would like to have made some pretty dope investments at that point. I'm really into, I'd like to have a clothing brand at oh, some point. You know, so yeah, you gotta. I got, I mean, all those things honestly can happen in the next year. I know. But I think that's kind of like the trajectory I'm on. I'd like to like be looking, not looking forward to it, but looking back at it at those points. So Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what about you guys though? Oh my God. We don't have to do the whole one year, five year, 10 year, <laughs> but just something that you really see for yourself. I see this podcast going viral and okay. doing a world podcast tour because that I love Hell this podcast. Yeah. I love our fitness background yeah. so much and it's so fun, but on the big scheme of things, this is like where we could get springboarded. You yeah, know what I mean? Is, it, it seems. And it, it, I mean, I love being able to like motivate people. I love being able to inspire people with the content we put out with the people we have on things like that. Yeah. You just like crave that human connection. Yeah, and I feel like we're able to reach more people through with this platform. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to share the shit out of this. Well, so. Oh you. my God. You're yeah. the best. You don't have to worry about Appreciate that. Appreciate um, that. Chicago's going to go up. I like, know. Yeah. All of a sudden all the Chicago <laughs> lights are turning on. But I think, I think that's, that's amazing. And what I'll say too is a hundred percent, hundred fifty percent. It's you're already on your way. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, let me just start with that. You're already on your way. You guys are on your way. I think it. what I've learned too is funny. I, I got my master's in administration like the last couple of years. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot I mentioned that. Casual. Yeah, casual. No, no, <laughs> it, like honestly it sucks because like I don't know if I'll ever like be a principal, but what I did learn in that first class because it was a surround around leadership is like just what it takes to formulate as a leader and like basically lead yourself, mm -hmm. which is like you got to have a vision, then you got to have a plan, then you got to execute that plan. Then you got to revisit the vision that you started with. And you have the vision. And I'm sure you've all, like, the planning and the execution has started. Yes. But now, now that you guys are, how many years, how long have you been doing the podcast? Three years. Three, three years? Okay, so. at, at Hurley's like, yeah, yeah, long time. Three years. <laughs> well, the, I think the, the next phase for you guys is now revisiting that vision. Because yeah. maybe the vision was, I just want to start a podcast. Exactly. And now the vision is, I want to take this podcast and go global with it. So you're already doing that. Which 100%. Is where, and that's where most people, they, they miss that. They don't mm -hmm. understand that if you can't close your eyes and see yourself doing it, you're not there yet. Oh, no. You know, because that's all it takes this in this world. Yep. I used to close my eyes right before I go to bed and envision myself in front of uh, a room of people that were there for music and my music. Yeah. And now I'm there. But now the vision I had to learn in the last couple of months, the vision's got to get bigger now. Oh, yeah. You know, got to get bigger. What about you? Growing. Obviously, same similar vision with the same, podcast. Yeah, but anything same else? similar. I think for me, I mean, my I I remember when I graduated college, all I cared about was like, a, I want to be in a place in my life in a career that I'm helping other people okay. like didn't matter what that looked like, but I'm full-time personal training right now. And I love doing that so much and like having an impact on people's life through that. So if there's a way that I can keep that going while also expanding, expanding it and in hiring and creating, yeah. you know, a bigger outreach and, having people train under us to do what we do in the way we do it. Because the reason why we started this podcast is because the fitness industry can be so toxic for people mm -hmm. and scary, especially for, you know, women and men. Yeah. It just cannot be inclusive to everyone. And I think, you know, our 
business and our brand and our gym has tried to make that easier for people to come in and learn about themselves and movement. We gotta gotta hook hook you up with my girl. Kimberly. Oh my god. Yeah, she she's like she just started taking a bunch of classes and she's like really trying to rock and roll with the please, fitness game and please. I feel like, you know, she, she loves being w- on camera too, so oh, yeah, there's the social media vibes. Right okay, well get her put us in touch <laughs> with no, her. No, that, but, but that's uh, that's dope and that goes back to what I was saying. When you are in like something that helps other people, that is a infinite and endless reward system. Not just yep. I know that's not what you're in it for, but like you gotta, you're giving something that other people can get value from. Yeah. So for that, you become something that someone that people will always, my, there's an old saying my dad always says, people help people that help themselves yep. and, yes. and vice versa and, and all around, right? So like people want to help you if they see that you're you're helping yourself and you're, yep. and you're working towards something to help other people, especially. Yeah. It's just a full circle thing. So that's, I mean, that's a great vision to have. It's broad, but that's good because yeah. like you, you're not, you're not stuck to one thing either so that's good i feel like it's i mean our business has been growing over the past three years i'm like but but however i understand that like matt maddie's at a point in her life where she just got engaged and like she's in that fruition eventually we are gonna have to build the business and like go into but but she's gets stressed out when we talk about Uh taking it to the next step i'm protective yeah she she She's protective over her clients, even when I train them. She's like, okay, this is their plan. This is their thing. I get it. And we're sisters. I think what I'm protective of is we have both worked so hard to build this environment for people. And I'm like, I, but what I told her, we allow in has to be. We're not going to hire a random it. person. We're going to hire someone Carly who always is, just uh, tries to get me to hire. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> because we can finally hire someone anyways. MK or Dom Dalla? Oh, I know because I love Rhyme Dust. It's uh, a good one. Love Rhyme Dust. I love Dom because of everything that he's doing, but MK because he's just a legend and like he got me into the piano house like vibe and love I it. love him. Yeah, I love. And MK. Seventeen is like, oh. baby, got your back. Like I'm so seventeen. Oh, um, okay, so, so now, <laughs> so now MK. <laughs> Or, um, oh, we're doing Fisher. like a playoffs. Okay, yeah. Fisher. Oh, I like that. Fisher. Yeah, Fisher. I identify with Fisher. So, mm-hmm. you know. Do you consider Fred again house? No. Okay. I was wondering if you did because some, I know some people do. What about Casey Lights? Uh, yeah, he's house music. Uh, he's, but just, I he's, feel like, like, he's like a little bit more like tribal. Like I know. Feel I mean, there's like different subgenres to house, but give me another, give me another versus. Another. Okay. I was going to say Fisher versus. I don't know. I like because there's Joel Corey. I'm going to go Fisher, but I really do. I love It's weird because like some people might just think I'm going with these people because of their music. But like I look at it as like a full yeah. scope of like their branding, how they're marketing themselves, their energy, their style. So it's like your name. Wow, you Did you do your research on me? Because these are like all my favorite people. Are they? I love Fisher. I, I'll pick Fisher again. But I like have to say Joel Corey and his team and everybody that's behind him and just what he does is so brilliant because he has kind of a lock on the pop house scene. Yeah. But he also flips all of his music into like club VIP remixes, which is like something I want to eventually start to do when I have like 
that that big team and like just the marketing behind it all is like it's like basically he puts out two tracks for every one he puts out. One's like a commercial yeah. vibe, and then it's the same song but just like more dark and clubby. Oh, so Come good. on, that's perfect. It's so good. Yeah, he's super smart. So uh, that's a tough one, but I'll go Fisher. Fisher or John Summit. Fisher. Okay, Fisher or LP Giobi. Do you know her? I know her, but Fisher still. Fisher still. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm running out of people that I like really know for house music. I'm trying to think. I mean, they're early. Anyone? You want me to? I could just. I could tell you who some of my favorite people are right now. Go for Perfect. it. If you have listened to Dod, yeah, I was gonna ask that, but fire. okay. So like, I'm one of those people that I see and know where things are going, yeah. like where the sounds going. Tech House is something that I kind of started in. It's like called Tech House, and it, it really blew up. John Summit and Dom Dollar were like that. Yeah, like the, the, the probably the push. Yeah, pushing that sound. And if you even notice, John Summit, his sound has changed. He doesn't really do Tech House anymore. Yeah. The thing is, is like you, the UK is so forward in everything that the US is like two years behind. So like right now in the colleges, the kids are like, yeah, Tech House, like this hyper, like you know, this that style, and like so I play that. But what I'm making right now. Is not that. It's faster. <laughs> it's Love faster it. and it's like it's kind of going back to that nineties donk style where it's like on the upbeat. If you oh. listen to any of DOD or Jax Jones new tracks. Jax Jones, that's what I was that's, gonna bring up. Okay. That's like where I'm at right now with my production. I fucking love them. Sorry for swearing. I love no, them. You can swear. And uh um, we're explicit. Okay, cool. <laughs> I fucking love them. And um yeah, there's they're people that I'm really kind of looking looking after as inspiration right now. I think I love, love everything it. that they're doing. Um and then like Yo, the, the techno scene is like coming back pretty hard too. Yeah. So everything's going faster. Love which, it. Which I personally love. I do too. And I've been mixing into my sets, but it's also going to do two things. It's going to breed a bunch of new producers and it's going to force a lot of producers that have been doing like tech house. Yeah. You better figure it out. You got to change. You got to yeah. evolve. Now, you don't have to just go with the trends in case anybody says that in the comments. But if you want to stay alive, look at Diplo. Look at Taylor Swift, even. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I knew the Swifties were going to be brought I'm, up. Yeah. See, no, I'm not a though. Swiftie, but she has she evolved, morphed yeah. and evolved, yeah. and she is and a guess genius. What? She's still relevant. Diplo, like, still relevant. Yeah. When Diplo, I first, first yeah. listened to Diplo, he was making like Moombaton, like, yeah. like we, real like islandy stuff. I and feel then like he, Dylan Francis, too. Yeah, yeah and then relevant. he moved into like the trap scene, then he moved into a little bit of Tropical House, but then exploded like really with his house music. Yeah, he's flipped back. He did country. Yeah, I mean he's done hip. He's just done everything. So it's like he stayed relevant. You gotta yeah. stay relevant. So I was gonna say, completely plug yourself. Where can everyone find you? Where can they see you play? And then I also want to hear your new song. Well, first and foremost, when are you guys gonna come out to a show? Okay. Because I'm, I'm playing in Boston a couple. I got a couple. I got a. I got a. Oh, you you probably owe Hurley a couple nights, don't we you? We owe Hurley. How about you open? Like you guys play the same night. We haven't been at on the like, same bill, like have noon. we? Yeah, at noon. <laughs> like noon. We go to bed at eight p.m. Oh, so <laughs> it's very hard for us. Um, okay, so I have a couple dates coming up in Boston that I can give you guys personally that I would like to see you at. Okay, um, all right. October twentieth, I'm at the Grand with Green Velvet. Okay, that actually might work. And That's the night a, before her engagement party. Okay, yeah, it's and I am taking the full day off. Okay, on the twenty first. Yeah. It's eleven thirty to twelve thirty, so it's not that bad. Oh, no, that's not no, bad at all. Actually, that's very, very yeah. more doable. Than Sorry, Harold. I've heard this all before, uh, yeah, Jake. No, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, oh, I've heard it oh, all yeah, before. No, you know how many so girls doable. I've told to come to my show and they don't show up? 
That's the story of my life. Are you um, playing that night too, Rose? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you're playing it like nine, we should get you on. <laughs> Tell Buddy, we'll get you on. Um, and then I'm playing Halloween proper, so I'm playing Halloween the night of Halloween at Big Night Live. Oh, what night is that? That's, That's a Tuesday. That's a no go. We te- we're up at five a.m. Wednesday. It's Halloween. You gonna know, make people come in at five a.m. after Halloween? Yeah. You better bring candy. Uh, I <laughs> bought three buckets of candy out last Halloween. Don't worry. I'm a, love I might be a personal trainer, yeah, but like, um, I'll get you uh, sweet tarts. Yeah, um, no problem. Where else? Uh, I got a New York date coming up. I can't really like announce the dates quite That's yet. That's fine. fine. But I have a New York date coming up at a pretty dope club. Um, Premier club out in New York City. So I'm excited about that. This will be my second time in New York. Perfect. And I've got uh, San Francisco coming up in December, which I'm super stoked oh on. Because God. I really stayed mainly around this, like the Midwest, East Coast, and the South, like Southeast. I've played out West once or twice, but like... This is a big one that I feel like we're able to now yeah. branch some other dates around that. Fuck so I'm yeah. excited for that. Okay, San Fran listeners. Yeah. Tap yeah. in. So it's gonna be fun. Take a um, and hopefully by the time it comes out, we can announce we can announce something a little bit more. But all right. yeah, the shows are moving. I'm I'm really excited and I'm I'm really more excited for all the music that's coming out. I'm so so I was gonna say, are you headlining the Halloween? No, I am it's kind of like a festival type lineup because there's three people that could be headline their own shows. It's going to be Claptone, okay. Lee Foss, um, Tita Lau, who's James Hype's wife, oh. and then me. I was going to say, Sick. do you want to do a ticket giveaway to two listeners? Should we? I yeah, we should. why not? This Halloween, Big Night Live <laughs> brings you Claptone, Lee Foss, Tita Lau, and Jake, Jake Shore. Shore. And so, we're giving away... Two tickets? Not one. Two, two tickets. tickets to the Halloween show at Big Night Live uh, this Halloween. So, yeah, I mean, come through, hang out, dance at your own risk, as they say, <laughs> and uh, make sure you wear your best uh, Jake Shore costume. Also, fo- make sure to follow him on social media. Look him up on Spotify, Apple Music, all of it. Yeah, it's it's Jake Shore on TikTok, Instagram, and then just Jake Shore on um that's Jake Shore on social or uh, Spotify and Apple and all the good streaming services and whatnot. But um, yeah, man, I'm just really excited more so for the music to p- start popping off. I want to show you guys the next one. Please, show, please. Like I said, it's a little bit more dark and eerie, but it's a banger. That's our shit. Okay, yeah, cool. That is it's our called shit. Off My Mind. Um, if I was to kind of describe who it sounds like, it's Jake Shore. It's like as if Jake Shore did a song with Jeremiah. <gasps> Let's go. Oh my God, she's sweating. You ready? Here we go. I think about you all the time I think about you all the time I can't get you off of my mind I can't get you off of my mind I can't get, 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 I can't get you off of my mind so what do we think i was obsessed (laughs) 
When does this come out? Uh, end of October. So right around Halloween. So like this whole next month. So for month, my Dark Beats ride, it will be ready. Yes. On yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be lit. I mean, dark. I can get it to you guys beforehand. Like, um, you, I can give it to you right now. Mine is on the 28th. It just won't so. be on like Spotify and stuff until then. But I can send, I mean, I send it to you right now. You I can, love it. Jake Show unreleased right now. You guys want it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I'll, God. Put it, I'll put it in the group chat. Okay. Oh, slay. Because I'm going to play it and be like, so this is actually an unreleased track. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we got this. We got the other couple things. You know, it's it's, a, it's all it. part of the grand plan. But I really, more than anything, I mean, that was the last thing I really wanted to do. Like, I, I didn't really want to come on here and promote myself. I really no, was, but you should. Well, I was, di- <laughs> but, but I mean, yes. But the, the the big thing for me was honestly sitting down with you guys and talking to you. And now it's like. I mean, how funny is like your first conversation is like this, but now it's like, yo, what's up? Oh, see you. Friends we, for life. Yeah, we'd be popping out in the in the seaport streets. Yes, watch <laughs> so out, look watch out, out for us. So look October twentieth. Starbucks, baby. <laughs> um, October twentieth at the Grand, correct? Yes. October twentieth right. at the Grand. October thirty first at Big Night Live, giving away two tickets to that. We yeah, will Zersky. we will post in uh, the caption, how to do that. Yes. Fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. You are like, you are a light to this you, world. Oh, come on now. You guys truly, are better. You guys are the best for real. This was such a good conversation and I just couldn't think of a better episode to like kind of release, especially around this time of year. Cause I feel like holidays are coming yeah, and things like, are going to get a little stressful. It's a fucking weird time for a lot of people. And yeah. What a good grounding episode and just it's important, I think, to show people that a lot of people in this industry, like people see Hurley and like and you and there's just so many people that are like, it's good to be reminded how grounded you are. Yeah, we're just I'm, I'm like me and Hurley, we're nerds. Like, <laughs> we're just, dorks. We just like music and we love cool shit and we like being quirky and like it's yeah. not a, it used to be, you know, you got to again, again, I grew up. Over the past eight years, the person I was eight years ago is not who I am now. Right. And I don't regret any of it, but you know, it's like, that's, I think you're, that's what you're getting at. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. No, but like no. taking away like that stigma. Mm-hmm. And it's the same stigma that you want to take away from people in the fitness industry yeah. where like you have to look like this and you have to be that. I think if you're doing it for the right reasons and you're working, cause I'm yep. still a big proprietor of putting in the work. Yep. That's, that's what matters really. And it's like. Fuck what everybody else says. Yeah, it humanizes it, you. Yeah, if I, I mean, I always tell people too, like, if I would have like just been happy with like, you know, what pe- people I knew eight years ago, what they thought of me and said about me, I would still be in the same bars, in yep. the same clubs, doing the same shit. Absolutely. You know. No, we appreciate you. So. You're welcome back anytime. I love to. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow.